welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the latest special episode of Game Rivals. I am one of your hosts, Maximilian X, and with me, as always, is the skeptical but favorable Sean Templar. How's it going, Sean? Uh, I'm good. I'm skeptical, but I'm good. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> I'm super excited. I am so glad that uh, E3 has come and gone. It's been a long, what, five, like, week? It feels so strange because I think normally E3 would last, like, from the Monday till the Friday. And now exactly. it's kind of over. And it's only Wednesday. Um, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a strange way, but... I think it's also because it started kind of last week with the Jeff Keighley uh, kickoff live event uh, mm-hmm. on a Thursday, I think. So Yeah, on Thursday yeah. and then on Saturday, E3 proper started. So yeah. it was like four days of E3, which is still like the amount of time that they do do E3 for. It's just shifted. Yeah. So it just feels weird. I um, wonder what uh, Gamescom's going to do, if it's going to be like a similar format or... Uh... Well, they said they're going all digital after retracting that they were going to do it in person. So that's yep. good. Yeah, um, but like maybe, I don't know if Jeff Keighley's going to, because I think last year, Jeff Keighley did like an opening night live thingy. So I wonder I think, if he's going to do I think, that again. Yeah, I think he's going to do that again. Because nice. I think he said after, at the end of the, of the, of the games, Summer Game Fest kickoff, he said that the next time you'll see me is at Gamescom, I think. Ah, okay. That's nice. Unless I was wrong and he said, the next time you see me is at the Game Awards. Eh, awkward. Um, uh, either or, I think he's still working with them. Um, because yeah, I mean, Gamescom in two months or something? Yeah, well, two months. No, it's, yeah, two months, you're right. August. Yeah, it's in August, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's going to be interesting to see how they do it, especially after how this E3 went. And, oh boy, um, I'm excited. But you can probably already tell why I'm excited. Um, but not everything was peaches and sunshine. And we already talked about it a little bit um, in the last special episode uh, when we had uh, Havoc on yep. about how Square Enix just wasted our time. Yeah. I don't, just... I don't understand why they choose to participate if it's like this level i mean it must cost a lot of money and resources and i understand that you don't want to lose the momentum or lose the opportunity but i think in this case it does them more harm than it does them good they might as well have just said like hey we'll do a special event in a couple of weeks because then they are like the only ones there and then all the attention is on them whereas now it's all over the place and um, expectations are pretty high because you're coming out of the Microsoft press conference and then you go into this and you're like, wow, five minutes ago, I was blown away. Now I'm really sad. You know, it's just like a huge difference in, uh, in level. Uh, yeah, no kidding. I don't, I don't know why they decided to do it that way. I kind of wish they rethought the formatting, but uh, yeah. And you know what? At least I, I figured at least that that would have been the worst thing to happen at E3. Yeah. Boy, was I wrong. Because, uh, <laughs> yeah, Square Enix did that. And you know that meme where it's like, um, hold my beer? Yeah. Um, 
so basically Square Enix was the dude like was like, oh, I can uh I can do this, I can do this E3 thing super bad. And Capcom was like, hold my beer. <laughs> um to be fair, they did say ahead of time what they were gonna talk about at E3. Um that still doesn't excuse that they did it, yeah. I feel. Because yeah. they only talked about three, four games? Something like that. They talked about Resident Evil 7. Yeah, there's um, an expansion coming for the game. Well, and... the, the free multiplayer, well, the free multiplayer that comes with the game. It didn't launch with the game because it wasn't ready yeah. yet. Uh, called they're Reverse. Also, uh, they're also working on an expansion. like a, They're some... also working on some DLC that apparently fans have been asking for. I have no idea what that is, but they Maybe just started. Even more uh, Lady uh, Dominatrescu. That, yeah, and that, <laughs> maybe like a mini game where she steps on you and your 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 character can say, stop, say more stuff like, oh, step on me, mommy, or whatever people like. <laughs> Did I you really see that video of the guy that kept smacking her butt? I didn't know that was possible. I don't know if it's a... Is it out on PC, right? I think it is. Yeah, so I think it's a mod. Or it was a bug where they could manipulate Lady Demetrescu like going in and out of of, of the room and Mm -hmm. they just keep smacking her on the butt whenever she passed by with like a fly swatter or something. Oh, wow. Oh, that is so weird. Um, It's interesting. I did watch an interview with her and uh, Alana Pierce a while back. And then they were kind of went into who she is and what the voice actor and what she does. And if she was aware of that, the character would blow up this much. Uh, it's, it's really cool because um, she goes into the backstory like that she got the job, but she wasn't allowed to tell anybody it was for Resident Evil. It was like NDA, blah, blah, blah. And then they did the reveal and then it kind of blew up. And she was shocked by how... Um, how much people like the character and the weird stuff that people say and she said like yeah yeah it's just part of the job that people say like step on me mommy and stuff like that so it's really it's a really fun interview because you kind of get like a bit more in-depth on why and how so it's really cool yeah i saw it floating around in my feet i still have to watch that one but uh yeah, yeah that's uh i mean she also did this uh you know ign does these videos where they they invite people to to read their their comment their comment uh list is it like a mean tweets or something no it's not mean tweets just their the ign comments i think they filter it out so i'm pretty sure there's not mean stuff in there but yeah a lot of it was really thirsty stuff um man seriously gamers be thirsty man (laughs) well i don't hope this becomes a trend and that we just suddenly start to see this in more games too late yeah (laughs) Um, so they showed um, that. So they showed uh, Monster Hunter again, Monster Hunter Stories and Monster Hunter Rise, which is fine. Um, they just literally had a Monster Hunter update like uh, two weeks ago. This is just announcing like the next update, which is a smaller update, yeah. uh, which is fine, I guess. Um, but they're calling so, it like a 3.0 update, right? 3.1. 3.1 is like 3.0 have, came out two weeks ago have they added like a lot of stuff in the in the big updates so like i'm used to that if yeah. it's a 3.0 update there's a lot of content in there yeah so the reason why it's 3.0 is because the end game was not included with the main game 
So mm-hmm. 2.0 was to prep for the end game and 3.0 is the end game and a bunch of other stuff and events. So now we're just going to get the small incremental updates, mm-hmm. um, starting with events, uh, starting with the collab with Monster Hunter Stories 2. Um, so that's fine. I'm still waiting for the Universal Studios Japan collab that they do every time because those are like the best and prettiest costumes that you can make. Um, uh, gonna get the Monster Hunter two? stories too. Yeah, that one. Yeah, I'm gonna try the demo because the demo is coming out the 25th of this month of June, and the save file transfers to the main game. They did the same thing for um, the first game on the 3DS, and I was very tempted to get it, but it was at the end of the 3DS's life cycle, and I didn't want to invest in an RPG around that time so i was like or at least a new rpg around that time because i had a bunch of games that i still haven't finished on the 3ds so it's like you know what i'm good for now um i'll get it someday i just don't know when and now we have two so i might pick it up but i don't know if i'm gonna pick it up day one i'm at the very least gonna download the demo and play that okay um so that's the only new thing that was announced at least for stories too and then they showed, I, th- I want to say they showed one more game. I legit cannot remember if they actually did show one more game or if they went into the e- eSports stuff after that right away. I think they went after Monster Hunter, they went into the eSports stuff. And it's like, yeah, and this is the last thing. And I'm like, wait, what, 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 what? Yeah. But it basically but- talked about like 10 minutes long about eSports. I, I, sk- I as soon as it switched over to esports, I just turned it off. Yeah, I just tuned out and was like, ah, oh, this is just yeah. this is not for me. And it's like, why are you doing this? Oh, is it because Evo got bought by Sony? I think it's because Evo got bought by Sony. So they're promoting yeah. their own like Capcom Cup, which used to be part of Evo. So I don't think that it's part of Evo anymore. Mm-hmm. So that was Capcom, and that was pretty disappointing. And then you thought, well. He already did the hold my beer. And then I found out that take two's thing was nothing more than a panel about, I don't know what, I don't even remember what. And I was like, why are you doing just a random panel? You're not talking about any games. You're not talking about what to expect. You know, it doesn't have to be GTA because take two does other stuff. They recently bought um, Codemasters. You know, oh, the, the Codemasters. Wait, who really? Wait, who did Take Two buy? Take Two was going to buy Codemasters. And then, oh, and then it got e- oh, right. That's what happened. Oh, that's why they had nothing to show. Well, they could show plenty, but they're like these cool kids on the block with look at us being all rich with GTA Online. It's a game <laughs> we've been bringing over for three generations and all you suckers keep on buying it. I mean, like, and keep on doing the microtransactions. Yeah. I mean, I think they, I think they confirmed that they, in their annual reports, they say like they earn billions off of GTA online alone. So there's little incentive for them to change up their winning formula um, because people just keep buying it and they keep creating content. And I mean, uh, GTA five is coming to next gen in November. Um, I don't know. I, uh, I mean, I like the single player, the multiplayer is okay. Um, I don't know. Yeah, this was, if this was a flex as today, do not need to show anything. They just need to 
show up. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, and I, I think we touched on this earlier, is that I personally don't feel super excited. I mean, like, are there a lot, if you ask a lot of people if they're excited for GTA 6, then they'll be like, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God, I want it so badly. And if they don't have a next-gen console, they'll probably buy one by the time that game comes out. But, like, I really couldn't care less if GTA 6 comes out. And I think it has to do, and I said this before, it has to do with that back in the day, GTA was a rare kind of game because it was an open-world kind of game, and you didn't have a lot of those. So it didn't, it, it was like a, a, a luxury if that came out. But now, this past generation, we've been flooded with open-world games, some good, some bad. But because open-world games have become so common... For me, it doesn't feel special anymore. Yes, it's cool that GTA has this really funny uh, over-the-top story. And yes, it's cool that they innovate a lot and that they do a lot of stuff well. But I mean, I remember that I was super excited for GTA 4 back when it came out. I was okay-ish excited for GTA 5. But now, I mean, I was super excited for Red Dead 2, but that's maybe because I like the whole setting. <laughs> but now I really like, if they release GTA 6 tomorrow, I'm like, okay. You know, I mean, again, maybe it's open world fatigue or something like that, because I mean, I have a more memorable experience if I compare it, if I say like, okay, Horizon Zero Dawn made a bigger impact on me or Breath of the Wild made a bigger impact on me or um, The Division made a bigger impact on me than GTA uh, Five, considering that of of, uh, compared to Red Dead 2, for example, because with the Red Dead 2, I finished it but I, it was really hard for me to finish it because towards the end, it felt like it was dragging on too long. Mm. And like, I, I didn't play it for months. And then I came back after months and said like, okay, I need to finish this game because I just want it to be done and I want to remove it from my hard drive. But it was like a real drag for me to finish Red Dead 2. So I don't know if it's open world fatigue, but I'm not as excited for GTA 6. And I, I wonder if a lot of people have the same thing because open world games are no luxury anymore. It is just... A common thing now it's the standard now yeah but if you don't make it a world game your game kind of sucks you know it's become that uh, standard now yeah that's true and to be honest like i mean i said this before but i'm honest i would honestly be way more excited for like a chinatown wars re-release than yeah like a gta 6 because like i said way more fun yeah. um and they did way more unique stuff in there that we would think like, wow, they did that in there? Okay. That's crazy. That's weird. (laughs) I think people would Um, even be happy if they remastered GTA uh, City and Vice City stories and then re-released it on the Switch, for example, because um, those are portable experiences. Those are made with portable experiences in mind. And I think it would be a really cool experience. I mean, I have them both on my PSP and I both like them. I I fired up uh, Vice City stories uh, like a couple of weeks ago. Mm. And even then on my PSP, I thought like, whoa, this is kind of surreal. It's like a PSP running a open world game. I mean, yeah. it is, it, that's just insane, you know? <laughs> that would actually, uh, I would love to see like a remake of those games, like come, uh, come yeah. out on like multiple platforms or Switch or whatever. I don't care. As long as it, it comes, uh, as long as it comes out, basically. Yeah, they did it for the PS2, I remember, at the time, that they brought Vice City and Liberty City stories to the PS2. Yeah. They didn't do anything else with it. No, they just, I think, did they even uppress it? I think that's all they did, they uppress. I think they uppress it, and they added, like, a second analog stick control to it, because the, the PSP only has one. Yeah. 
but uh, I mean, Rockstar has other great games as well. I, I never played the Warriors, but that's supposed to be like a really great game as well. Um, I actually bought that. Nice. On the yeah. <laughs> oh, Recent, yeah. recently, no less. Really? Yeah, oh. because it's like eight euros on the on the on the PSN. By so I bought it through my Vita oh. because you know next month, June second, no more PSP games. So June I would, or July second. July second. So oh, you okay. only have a few more weeks. So that's very like if yeah. you're interested in it, it's eight euros. So I'm thinking it's like seven bucks. Yeah. Um, pick it up, Warriors. It's actually really interesting. It's a yeah. it's surprisingly uh, engaging. I remember when it came out at the time, it was being praised uh, for how good the game was. Yeah. yeah, but like they have enough interesting IP. Like Midnight Club was really fun. Um, Bully, I never played it, but it's supposed to be really fun. Bully um, is fun. Yeah, I mean they have some really Manhunt. Never played it, but it's supposed to be good. I mean they have some great IPs, but they've kind of like focused their whole business on this GTA Online stuff. Or basically um, on all their open world stuff. I don't care. Yeah. They... yeah. I would love to see like a second bully game. I'm yeah, not even There have been rumors lie. that they're doing it, but. Yeah, but where is it? it wasn't here. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. And then you thought, well, things couldn't possibly get worse. And I'm no, I'm skipping the main event because I want to get to that last. But um, after that, after that one, we had what we're going to talk about later. But Namco straight up said that they were only going to show one game and that is the uh dark the dark universe game the werewolf game dark oh it's not even scarlet nexus because i thought no. it would be scarlet nexus no. no it was like the dark what's it called again uh dark is it the plague tale stuff no it's not the plague tale stuff it's the dark anthology oh the one with the 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 I know what you mean. It's like those uh, Until Dawn games. Yeah. Like Man yeah, of Medan yeah, and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, the Dark and uh, the Dark Pictures anthology. Yeah. Um, not Man of the Medan. That's like. Yeah, no, but it's like in the same franchise. It's so. the same franchise. It's. They're not here. House of Ashes. Yeah. Right. That, yeah. Like that's. Again. I don't know why they didn't go for Scarlet Nexus. Mm. It's supposed to come out really soon, right? It is. Scarlet Nexus, yeah. It's like the JRPG they're doing, right? Oh, right, yeah. That, that has a demo. Did you play the demo? Uh, nope. You know me. I don't play JRPGs. Well, it's not a, it's not a JRPG per se. It's an action RPG. Mm. Uh, it's coming out June I think in Then it came out yesterday. It literally came out. Uh, I haven't seen any reviews all around it. Neither, good point. Neither have I. Um, I see Game Mania gave it a five out of five, which I did not know that Game Mania did reviews. Me neither. Um, yeah, so Scarlet Nexus came out yesterday. So I, even then, like at least say, hey, Scarlet Nexus came out. Don't forget to pick it up. Yeah. Um, no, they just did House of Ashes, and it's like I didn't even watch it because I was so insulted. Um, much like with uh, much like with Capcom, I stayed up till eleven thirty because it was eleven thirty here. It's like this is it. 
This is what I stayed up for. Well, uh, yep. I mean, I watched the PC showcase on, I think it was on Sunday, but that was so cringy that I just tuned out as well. That was really cringy. <laughs> oh, they, yeah, they, they had like some in, cringy segments. Yeah. They were in this space, they were in this spaceship, which was basically a flying RTX 3080 or something with, with jet engines strapped onto it. And then they had this presenter, which was one of the captains, but he was banned on Earth. So he had to do it from space. And then he beamed down to the, to the PC game showcase stage. And there was this other presenter. They're probably all famous. Who was flying know. in a jet? No, she was uh, in a Mac Warrior because Mac Warrior. Oh, was it wasn't a Mac Warrior. Okay. Yeah, because Mac Warrior sponsor was yeah. the main sponsor of the event. And then there was this other girl. She was in the engine room or something. And then they all showed some new games. I'm like, yeah, I couldn't be bothered with this. And I just tuned out. They did show off some interesting games there. I will admit to that. I do not remember them right now off the top of my head because I don't have... And they're not interesting enough. Well, no, but it was late and I was just tuning in and out. Um, Plus, I was working on other stuff. So I was like, Mm. yeah, I was just like half paying attention. Okay. Um, But yeah. Um, Then the last thing. Switch. Yes. Nintendo's Direct. 40 minutes of mostly amazing games. Which I was, there's a lot of stuff that I did not expect. There was a lot of stuff that we already knew about. Um, but there was a lot of stuff that we didn't expect. I mean, we, the, the first thing they showed off is the thing that we always expect is they're going to show off a new Smash character. This is, I think, the fifth one of the, of the, of the Fighter Pass 2. So there's only one more character to be revealed. And it was not a character that I was even, nobody was talking about this character at all as a, even like a remote possibility, despite the fact that um, uh, Pac-Man is a thing. So they showed, they start off with a KO'd or a KO'd Ganondorf being carried off. So everybody's like, wait, is this the Zelda thing? And I was like, oh wait, no, it says not actual gameplay for So it's probably Smash. And then he gets tossed into a volcano and it's Kazuya from Tekken. Yep. I'm like, what? Okay, first of all, I did not res- uh, expect that. Second of all, I respect the decision to put Kazuya in there because it's not a sword character because people hate sword characters in Smash, but it's also a third fighting game franchise. Because first was um, uh, Street Fighter with Ryu and Ken. Then they did... Um, King of Fighters with Terry Bogart. And now we have Tekken. And from what I've seen from his moveset so far, it's amazing. They got, I think, almost all his moves in there. I'd have to ask around. I'd have to check it. But this dude has like, um, like his combos are in there, which is crazy. And the trailer was so awesomely cut. It was cut like a Tekken trailer. So they even put in some iconic Tekken trailer shots. Even the whole, um, uh, the Kazuya punching, uh, I think, uh, 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 damn it, what's his father's name again? Uh, Hayachi? Hayachi, yeah. So it has that one in the ring where it's overhead, but it's instead of that, it's Kazuya versus uh, King K. Rule. So that was, that was super funny to see. And he was, he kept just tossing other Smash characters into the volcano. He tossed in Pit and, and, and he tossed in 
Min Min from uh, from Arms and Captain Falcon. And at the last, he tossed in Kirby, but Kirby just floated away in the background, and he was like, "Wait, where's the splash?" Oh, <laughs> uh, so that was a fun that, that was a fun thing to start on. I don't I don't think that people were that excited about that particular announcement, but I think like me, people respected that announcement. Uh, you you were saying for months that it would be something from uh, Monster Hunter. Yeah, I I I I'm gonna be honest. I gave up on that dream when Monster Hunter Rise came out, and then they announced. Who did they announce again? Um, who came before Kazuya? Uh, it wasn't Sephora. It wasn't no Terboga was in the first Fighter Pass. Oh. Uh, I forget. Wow. Was it? Was it? Was it Joker? Path? No, Joker was also in the first part of Fighter Pass. Uh, wow, I forget. I think it was. I think it was um, Sephiroth. I don't know. I think it I was. Play the game. Yeah, um, it's been a while. Sorry, um, since I played, so I kind of forgot. Um, so yeah, I was. I was actually surprised. I was pleasantly surprised that it was at least not a sword fighter. I almost feared that it was going to be the writer from Monster Hunter Stories, because then it was like, here, Monster Hunter Stories. It's like, no, that's not the Monster Hunter I want. That's not a hunter. That's a writer. Um, but then I was like, oh, that would make way more sense, because that's way more kid-friendly than Monster Hunter itself. And then it's like, that should not matter, because Snake's in the game, and Bayonetta's in the game. So yeah. Yeah, Kazuya with the jet, with the devil gene and everything. Um, then they showed off some other games, you know, like Life is Strange coming to Switch. That's fine. Um, they Guardians did of the Galaxy. Guardians of so do you remember seeing the Switch logo during that trailer? Because I do not remember seeing the Switch logo during that trailer. So that was just out of nowhere, suddenly it's like, oh yeah, by the way, Guardians of the Galaxy is coming out on Switch too. And I'm like, yeah. Okay, that's weird. They did show Switch footage. It looked a bit muddier, so you can tell that it's the Switch version, but it still looked pretty good. It looked one-to-one to the to the next-gen and current-gen versions of the game. So yeah. good on Idas Montreal. And it's coming out day and date. Doing it. Yeah. Or maybe someone else is doing it, but it's coming out day and date, so yeah, that's impressive. Um, then they showed off a bunch of other stuff, uh, like cruising and uh, other stuff. And then, oh my gosh, they showed off the thing that Nintendo fans, especially Metroid fans, have been waiting for for so long that they had completely given up hope and forgot it and moved on, which is Metroid Dread, a new 2D Mario game. Oh, Mario game. Um, Metroid game. <laughs> Um, in, in the Metroid franchise, and it's Metroid 5. The last Metroid, the last new Metroid 2D game was Metroid Fusion, which is Metroid 4, on the GBA. That was almost 20 years ago. But is it Metroid 5 Dread or like two separate games? No, no, Metroid. So basically, you have Metroid. Metroid 2 is uh, Return of Samus on the, on the Game Boy, which got remade on the 3DS as Sam, uh, Samus Returns. Um, then you have Metroid 3, which is Super Metroid. Metroid 4 is Metroid Fusion. And then Metroid 5 is Metroid Dread. 
Ah, but they're still working on another Metroid game, right? Then you have the Metroid Prime series. So that is, ah. so those games take place between Metroid 3, so Super Metroid and Metroid Fusion. Mm. Um, so Metroid 4 would still take place before Metroid Fusion. So it's like a different, it's not a different timeline. It's just like a kind of mid-call kind of series. Um, but the mainline Metroid Prime, Metroid games now totals five. Okay. Um, and from the, the uh, developer in, interview that they showed afterwards, um, this basically finishes that mainline story narrative. Mm. And it's a game that they've been working on for 15 years. Okay. Wow. Because like I said, this game was teased back when... Um, Metroid 3 Corruption came out, uh, sorry, Metroid Prime 3 came, uh, came out for the Wii. There was actually yeah. a, a game log, like you can use this, the visor to scan stuff in the environment. And there's like this console that says uh, Project Dread is, is, uh, is going ahead or whatever. So people are already, because there are already rumors about like this new Metroid game, 2D Metroid game called Metroid Dread, and it's in the works and blah, blah, blah. So when people saw that, they're like, oh yeah, it's coming up and nothing, nothing after that tease. So people are like, oh yeah, they renewed the, the they renewed the, um, the trademark for the title and blah, blah, blah. And then nothing happened. So people just moved on from that. Mm. Um, we got Metroid Other M in that, in the in the meantime, we got uh, Samus Returns. We got Metroid Prime Federation Force. We got um, yeah, that's kind of pretty much it. But is Prime is the first person shooter? The Prime is the first person series. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then the regular Metroid is just the two D um, okay. games. It looked really pretty. It looked so amazing, and the and the and the title says it all because you see like this Terminator esque machine going after Samus that can't be beat. Like nothing works and it just keeps chasing her relentlessly. And if it catches up to you, you're dead. That's it, you're dead. Nice. Um, well, they showed in the treehouse, you're pretty screwed if you don't act quickly, but, but you, you have like can a, technically a skill escape. You can turn invisible or you can hide in the shadows or something like that. There is, is that a, a, yeah, there's like this camouflage ability that you now also get in yeah. the game that allows you to like, um camouflage in place if you just stand still it'll scan for a bit and then it will move on but that's one of the tactics that you can use there's a new sliding mechanic which she's never had before um they brought back some mechanics from the samus returns game um it is made by the same studio mercury steam the same guys that did the lord of shadows games Castlevania. <laughs> oh okay yeah um so yeah, like return, return, uh, Samus Returns was really good on the 3DS. Like it was a really good job. So I'm glad that they gave it to them. And like I said, it's been 15 years in the work because this game got canceled twice. Wow. In its production because they did not, they felt that they did not have the technology to make the game that they wanted to. So they got going with the concept and then they, they didn't, they didn't achieve what they wanted to achieve. So they dropped it and then they tried the it again. Along. They dropped it. And now they finally found a developer that would do it justice. So they revived it again. It's like, okay, so it's like third time's the charm and it's finally wow. coming out and it's coming out this year. Oh man, I love it. Okay, so 
let me be clear on this. Like outside of two games that were shown in the direct, everything else is coming out this year. Everything else that they showed was coming out this year, including a Super Monkey Ball collection, which I'm really excited for because I've been looking for Super Monkey Ball to play again. And now we can do it with online. So I can finally beat up people in monkey fight. Um, what else? Uh, they showed Danganronpa uh, Decadence, which is the Danganronpa series. So all three games, plus this other side game that they did, um, which was like this board game. So it's all four of those games as a collection. Uh, the One of the last Wii U games that had not made the transition yet Fatal Frame, or in Europe, as they call it, Project Zero, is coming to Switch. I did not expect them to do that. Um, it is great to see. Apparently, it's also coming to other systems. That's coming to PlayStation as well. Yeah, so that was interesting because I remember when it released on Wii that, that, uh, that uh, because it's published by Nintendo. It's, it's made by Namco Bandai, but it's published by Nintendo. And they said Nintendo has to make the final say-so for this particular game to come to other systems. So apparently Nintendo gave them their blessing to bring it out to other systems, which is good because people need Thanks, to play. <laughs> because people need to play this game. It's really good. I, was it not a game that also came out on the PS2? No, this was a Nintendo Wii U exclusive. No, no, no. Like did a Fatal Frame game not come out? Or no, there, I'm pretty sure there was a... I, really? I don't think there was ever a Fatal Frame game on PS2. Or do you say PS2? Yeah, yeah the, PS2. the series got start. The series got its start on PlayStation. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. I thought it. Yeah. Yeah. It got its start on PlayStation. Yeah, two thousand. Um, it had a bunch of games on the PlayStation, and it had a and it had a bunch of games on like Nintendo systems. But the last one, Maiden of Blackwater, is was an exclusive, and it was published by Nintendo, mm. at least outside of. Japan, I think in Japan it was still published by Namco Bandai. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's great. It's great to see that that game is getting a second chance and not just on Nintendo. So good on them. Um, I might actually pick that one up, but it's coming in a very crowded period of time in gaming. Like there's a lot of games coming out in October and not just games that are coming yeah. out on Switch. Jeez Louise, October is busy this year. It's like it's like last year they kind of took a powder, and then this year they're all coming out. It's like, all right, yeah. the pandemic is almost over. Gaming. It has all. I think it also has to do that some people just want to avoid being crushed by others or crushed in by others. So like, Halo is coming out this holiday season. Horizon is coming out this holiday season. I mean, I can't imagine as a developer you're like, well, I don't want to go up against those games because people will definitely buy those games. I need to come out earlier because then people will at least give my game a chance. So October, and that's why October is flooded. Yeah, I never understood why they cram it in the last part of the year. I understand it's holiday season, but like, I don't. I never understood why games don't. We don't see more releases in like the first quarter of the year or maybe the second because generally, like from January till. April or even till June, it's really thin with game releases. Sometimes yeah. you get like a few big games, but I mean, I I said this in the last episode, I think it's like I bought Assassin's Creed Valhalla in January on my PS5. And then the next game I bought on my PS5 was Returnal in April. So like for three months, I didn't buy anything on my PS5 simply because 
there wasn't really anything for me to buy. And mm. I never understood why that, that games didn't get released in that window, because I would say that people want to buy games. There aren't any games to buy. So it's like the perfect time to buy games. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I let me think, what did I Maybe buy? Maybe it's because of the holidays, holiday spending that people don't have money. But then still, I would say like release a game in February because then people have recovered from the holidays. Yeah, like the only thing that I bought Like the first thing I bought this year was um, uh, Rise, like really? on the Switch. Yeah, I've, now that I think about it, because there was nothing really coming out. I mean, some games did come out for the Switch, but I was I was focused on 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 Rise. I was focused on Rise the whole time. So we know. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's 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 kind of. You're, I mean, you're right. But the weird thing is that before the pandemic. It did seem like that trend was going towards yeah. more games being released yeah. earlier in the year. Yeah. So I think the pandemic kind of messed that up. And that's why we that's why everything has gone. Everything has shifted. So hopefully we're going to see a lot of stuff coming out early next year as well because yeah. of this. But yeah, like a lot of stuff is coming out in September. A lot of stuff is coming out in October. A lot of stuff is coming out in June. Um, not a lot of stuff in August. I honestly don't know what's going to come out. I, I only know that, that Kena or Kina, whatever you pronounce it, is coming out in August. That game is so beautiful. Did you see the demo? Yeah. Oh part, my part of it, yeah. It's like a Pixar animation movie. Dude, yeah. it is yeah. so pretty. Like that, so that, Ratchet and Clank, and uh, dang it, they also, there was also another game coming to PlayStation 5. Um, is it the medium? No, not the medium. Um, I wouldn't pick that up. That's scary. Um, Always scared. Yeah. <laughs> I have the same thing. So, <laughs> um, damn it! There was another game that was like, okay, like for these games, I would, I would definitely really want to have a 4K TV and a PlayStation Five for that. It's not Horizon, right? Yeah, because we don't know when that's coming out this year. No, no, like either your third game isn't Horizon, right? No, it's not Horizon. Although, I, mean, I no, think it's Horizon not. is coming out in November. I mean, like, I heard through the grapevine that they're aiming at a November launch, but it's depending on a few factors. Hmm. I mean, it would be nice. That means that would, I think that would try to get it out before December because they would yeah. try to get it into the Game Awards. Uh, real that and they probably don't want to go head to head with halo i don't think halo is like if Halo's gonna come out this year um i think microsoft would be aiming at the same thing too so before december yeah i don't know what the cutoff date is for the game award so i think it's mid like either early november or mid november i think mm. Yeah. Well, then you even might have a chance that Horizon might come out in end of October, like the last week of October, the first week of November. Please, no more. It's too many games in October. Are you going to buy Horizon? Why the heck not? I don't know. Maybe you'll just buy other stuff in the meanwhile. I don't know. I don't, here's the thing. I don't know what I'm going to buy because October is ridiculously stacked. Um, and I don't have infinite monies. If I did, I would definitely be like, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll buy it. I, th I don't think I'm gonna I'm like I'm gonna buy Battlefield in October and then I'll probably be just like 
spending the rest of my of my years playing that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw that, by the way, speaking of Battlefield, there was apparently, mm. I didn't know, there was a Battlefield um, developer stream. I think, I think it aired yesterday. Really? I think it was like at least a, a minimum of half an hour. I was watching it and I fell asleep on the couch. But I was, it was like a 30-minute stream. And while I was while I saw it and it was still live, mm. and they, they went into a lot of detail in the game. They had the design director and the studio head and the community manager all talk about the game. And they went into some really interesting stuff like that. They that they've been working on this game for three years now. I didn't know that. And that they um, had like 10 or 12, 20 concepts for the new Battlefield game and that they eventually chose this one. They had like concepts going back in time, concepts going into the future. Um, so they landed with this one because they thought it was interesting. And they, they also explained like the whole different approach they took to designing certain elements of the game, such as the classes, because apparently people pick classes based on the weapons, not based on the role, which makes sense because when I think of it, I do it as well. There's like always a gun I like and I pick the class that has that gun because, you know, it's nice or handles well or whatever. And mm-hmm. that's why they now introduced like those 10 specialists and that those those classes they have, such as assault or recon or engineer, those are kind of like categories. And then those specialists kind of fold into those categories. So um, you can play as a recon, but you can still use all the weapons in the game. So you can play a recon, but then with assault rifles. But the, um, the recon has specific gadgets, of course. Mm. But that, that way, they kind of hope to mix it up a bit so that people would just play in diff- with different styles instead of just picking recon because those have bolt action snipers, for example. <laughs> um, which is apparently a thing. I mean, I don't play as snipers because I suck at it. But they yeah. also showed like their, their map design and that the, the philosophy to map design. Um, they have, of course, because there's 128 players, they divide a map in clusters. So there's like mini battles happening in the in the big maps and then you can basically um it, that sounds it, familiar it's kind of like with mag i think with the right 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 but yeah. i think with i don't know if with mag i think you never could get like 256 people in one spot yeah whereas here i think you can if if like everybody in the server was to say we're going to go to this point mm-hmm. you could get 128 people there i want to see that happen i want to yeah, when I that game that. when that game launches i want to see someone pull that off yeah and just I like hey guys good. no yeah. shooting ceasefire let's all come together in one place and yeah. then when we're all together then let all the mayhem loose. Yeah, <laughs> somebody will drop a, a rocket or a C4 or whatever. Um, but yeah, there, I mean, there's a lot of there was a lot of interesting stuff in that developer uh, interview. And I'm like, wow, okay, I'm, I'm really getting. I mean, I already got excited for the game and I really want it, but this also gave me a bit of a confidence, like a trusted feeling that, like, okay, they're not going to mess this one up because they said, like, yeah. we are really aiming for that Battlefield 3, Battlefield 4 kind of experience. And mm. I mean, I love those games. So, and a lot of people do. So I think that with 2042, it's going to be like a really, really good uh, multiplayer shooter for EA. And they also said like, hey, we just specifically chose for multiplayer because it gives us a bit more focus so we can put all our resources into one thing. And mm. they'll probably show more next month during EA Play, so. Exciting times. I'm pretty sure that's if that's not the main focus for the for for the EA play, I wouldn't know what it what would be. But I don't know when EA play is. I forgot because it's next month. Yeah, I don't know the exact date, but it's uh, like 20 something. 
or the 15th or something? Um, it is on the 22nd of July. Yeah, 22nd. There you go. Yeah. So they'll probably, yeah, I mean, maybe they'll go into stuff like uh, Jedi Fallen Order on the PS5 and the Xbox Series X, Battlefield. Um, Formula One will have shipped by then, I believe. So they probably won't go into that. Mm -hmm. um, they might. FIFA. Yeah, FIFA probably. Yeah. Um, I hope you're not, by the way, hearing the fact that they're doing landscaping outside. No, because, I can't okay, hear it. That's good because I was afraid that because it's pretty loud um, mm. with like the chainsaws and whatnot. <laughs> I hope EA comes up with new IPs because um, they haven't really done that in a while. Yeah, they haven't done that in a really long while. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we were talking no, Nintendo, Nintendo. We got a little bit distracted, but uh, we got some more Battlefield in there because we weren't able to do that the last time. So that's good. Because um, I did not know about the whole, like the 10 different specialists and whatnot. So that's cool. Um, so yeah, they showed off a bunch of stuff. Like I said, everything except two games were not coming out this year. One was something that we already knew. Um, Mario plus rabbits. They showed that a little bit off again. Um, mm. They showed off Shin Megami Tensei 5. And it would have been exciting to see the release date for it were it not leaked three weeks, three weeks earlier. Oh, shit, really? Yeah, so it's like, oh, yeah, the, the release date. That's Is it also coming out in October? Oh, good grief. Is that Was that also coming out in October? That one was coming out, uh, no, November. So mm -hmm, okay. that's, that's a little bit, that's a little bit of a relief. But they showed off uh, Advanced Wars, right? Is that a remake? I'm really excited for that because I never played the ones on the Game Boy Advance, but. So um, I'm a very passionate gamer. Oh, we know that. As a passionate gamer, I wear, I tend to wear my emotions on my sleeves with stuff like this. And <laughs> I'm going to be completely honest. After the last game that they brought out on the DS, uh, Days of Ruin, I didn't think that they would ever bring out an Advance Wars again because Personally, I did not like Days of Ruin, and they kind of broke some mechanics that were there since the beginning. Um, they changed units, and they take took out units that were handy, and they changed units that were handy to be not handy. And the gameplay was just way too difficult. I don't care about the fact that the whole the, the art style was darker and more realistic and gritty and whatever. That I don't care about. I do care about the fact that the gameplay wasn't as solid as I liked it to be. Mm. So I didn't think we'd ever see anything Advance Wars ever again. I thought that franchise dead, like F-Zero, dead and buried, to be forgotten. And then the music starts, and I'm confused. And then I see like the text, and it says, the orange star, and I'm like, wait, that's at, that that's advanced wars and then they showed the first cutscene I, I almost cried with wow. joy because i and it's the first two games that came out on game boy advance and if you've never played advanced wars look up some footage for that it's really fun some people are like especially the younger gamers are like oh is this like uh like uh, a military version of uh fire emblem no it's not. It's done by the same developer, but it has nothing to do with Fire Emblem. They're completely different games because 
Um, one is a strategy JRPG. One is just a strategy tactics game. And the humor is fun. They redid everything because it used to be sprite work. They redid everything in 3D artwork. The commanding officers now are animated with 2D animation, which looks really pretty. It's very um, 90s, 80s slash 90s cartoon aesthetic, which is really nice. Um, that one is coming out December 3rd. Mm. So Merry Christmas to me. <laughs> I, I think I'm also going to buy it, so. And it and um, I think it, they, the website does says one to four players. And it does say on the Dutch website that a online subscription is required. So I'm assuming that at least for the first game, you can do the multiplayer like versus. I remember the second game having the option to do some co-op maps. So hopefully those are retained and they either add new co-op maps. Um, I don't know what else. They did do a treehouse demo. I still have to watch that. But yeah, I needless to say, I was just shaking in my seat with just happiness and excitement for that for that um, for that collection. They did a lot of collections. I mean, you have the yeah. you have the Danganronpa, you have the Super Monkey Ball, you have the Life is Strange, but we already knew that. You have this, which is ridiculous. Um, but it's also ridiculous. A new Mario Party game. Oh uh, yeah. They put one out, like, I think a year or two ago. They just put out an update so that that goes online. And they added a few more mini games. And now they're doing this. And I'm like, why is this not DLC for that? Like, just add it as DLC for that and be done. But nope. They're making a new Mario Party game that is based off the five most popular boards from the N64 era with their mini games in tow, which is fine, but it's just weird that it's just a new game. And it's not like I'm not happy, I'm just puzzled. It sounds like a cash grab to me, but hey. Yeah, well, that's a little bit unfortunate. What wasn't unfortunate was a new WarioWare game. Oh my goodness, I love this franchise <laughs> so much. I'm sorry, I just love WarioWare. It's just so much fun with the quirky micro games and stuff. And now you can play co-op with another person. I don't know if it's online co-op, but it's co-op nonetheless, so that's nice. Um, it's also completely new and different, and that's one of the things that I like about WarioWare. Like, every iteration has, like, a different gimmick to it, um, and they're all fun gimmicks, and they all have fun characters, and Wario, being Wario, is suckering in his friends to help him work, work on those mini games and blah, blah, blah. Um, that's all fun. Um, what else, what else, what else, what else? Uh, yeah, everything else is kind of like, eh. So the last thing that they showed was Age of Calamity, DLC. Not just thing. <laughs> that was not the last thing that they showed, but they did say this is the last thing they were going to show. And it's like, I, when I saw that, I was like, Oh, I mean, it's great that they're showing the DLC stuff and it's coming out in a couple of days. Next week, I, was, I think. Yeah, like, uh, no, like literally like in a couple of days, the 18th um, comes the first part of the expansion pass comes out and you can play as a guardian. So that's interesting. 
Um, there's a new weapon for Link, which is like these guardian legs as nunchucks. Um, Zelda on the on the zero cycle from the DLC from Breath of the Wild. Uh, gotta love motorcycle chicks, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was kind of a bit underwhelming, but you know that Nintendo likes to troll people. So then they showed Skyward Sword to troll people even more. Yep. And just to troll people more, they showed a Game & Watch Legend of Zelda collection, which has Legend of Zelda, uh, Zelda 2, Adventure of Link, uh, Link's Awakening, um, and like a remodified version of the Game & Watch game Vermin, but with Link instead of like Mr. Game & Watch and Autorox instead of Moles. Are you going to get and, it? It is way more tempting than the Mario one because the Mario one was just Super Mario Brothers. Um, I do, there is still like a Game Mania near my place that has the Mario one. And I'm really tempted to pick that up, but I think I would rather pick this one up instead because this one has more games on it. I'm surprised you didn't pick up the Mario one. I was very tempted. Why don't you just do it? I don't know. I was very tempted. I didn't do it. I might, I might do it, but I don't think I'm going to do it. If you don't do it, you'll probably regret it. I might, but I think I'd be way more happier with the Zelda one. But you can buy the Mario one now, and they can buy the Zelda one later. Yeah, I'll see. I'll see. I'll see. I'll see. I think it's not that hard to find, because they made apparently a lot of them, so I they're just sitting... Be like a limited run thingy, but... Yeah, apparently... it was a limited run, and they are not making any more since March 31st, but there's still a lot out of there. I mean, you can still buy a physical copy of Super Mario 3D World. Like someone posted a picture in Japan of like shelves filled with Super Mario 3D World. Um, <laughs> uh, that's 3D All-Stars, sorry, not 3D World, 3D All-Stars. And it's like, oh yeah, I guess Mario didn't die on the 31st of, of March, <laughs> which was the meme. <laughs> um, but after a lot of teasing, a lot of trolling, they finally showed the sequel of Breath of the Wild and it was worth it. Oh, it looked really nice. It was worth it. We uh, we saw a lot of yeah. So I, there's there's a couple of things that I want to talk about this, and I I don't know. Did you? I mean, you seen the trailer, right? At least once. Yeah, yeah, I did. So there's a bunch of really big questions in there. One, Zelda falls into like this abyss of um, uh, what what is it called again in, in Breath of the Wild? The not the miasma. I haven't finished Breath of the Wild, so don't spoil it. No, it's not a spoiler. It's like the, the dark stuff that you see everywhere. Mm. Um, so yeah, so she falls into that. You see that mummy guy that you saw in the first trailer for the sequel. Um, still not sure if it's Ganon or whatever. So that's weird. And then all of a sudden you see Link falling through the sky, like it's mother flipping Skyward Sword. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like, okay, now I understand why they brought out Skyward Sword now, not just because it's the 20th anniversary, fine, whatever, but clearly they were taking pages out of Skyward Sword this time around. And Link looked wild. Like his hair was all tussled. He had this, this, uh, this outfit on, he almost looked like Pit from Kid Icarus. Um, 
his arm, like in the trailer really quickly, you see that his arm is taken by this red stuff. Um, and then in the next scene, you see that they infuse his arm with like ancient Sheikah technology. So it seems like the Sheikah slate that you use in Breath of the Wild is gone. And you're using this weird gauntlet instead. So you see him using the stasis um, mechanic and it's like, it looks super cool because now you're like seeing the path that the, the item is going to take that you're whacking. It's like, oh my gosh, so, so awesome. <laughs> just thinking about it just makes me excited again. I was, I needed like, yesterday was a hot day. So that on top of the fact that I was watching this and I was super excited, I was so, oh, I was overheated and you can probably hear it from my voice when I woke up this morning was a little bit hoarse because I was just so excited. I was so happy. I, I screamed so much during that direct. Oh my goodness. Between that, between that and between uh between that and uh Advance Wars, um uh, Super Monkey Ball and Metroid Dread, I was screaming like crazy, man. Like 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 you i hope my my uh neighbors didn't think i was an insane person um they probably did but hey it's okay right? <laughs> uh but yeah like the trailer uh, i've watched it at least a couple of times right now i've watched people's reactions to it which is always fun to see um just and it looks so pretty the game still looks amazing um it's coming out 2022 which just deflated everything because my money was in on this game was a holiday title for this year i thought as well yeah so that's the other 2022 that title that they showed off maybe if the pandemic hadn't happened they would have done it this year i think so i yeah. i have to believe that that's the case that's the only way i'm gonna wreck i'm gonna i'm going to reconcile this because i was so disappointed that it was not coming out this year yeah. um yeah they showed some weird new mechanics they also showed him like going through like one of the 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 the, the, the sky uh, islands. Like he yep. went through the bottom and came out at the top like he was some kind of mole, but it was like using the the weird technology. So you were seeing like these weird ripples. Um, it reminds me of like a superhero that kind of does that. Oh right, it reminds me of a superhero from My Hero Academia that does that. That can like literally swim through matter. Mm. except um, when he does that he, his only his body goes through matter so his uniform is tailor-made to work but if he's just wearing his regular clothes um they fall off and he's naked <laughs> um but yeah like that that took me by surprise new ability obviously if you're gonna do a sequel you gotta have new abilities right i did not expect the new look I did not expect to see floating islands over Hyrule. Just, I mean, it's still Hyrule. Hyrule is still there, but there are floating islands that you can explore at your leisure. I don't I know how the, you're going to get there. It's the perfect title to show off the Switch Pro as a launch title. Sure, whatever. Whatever new Switch that they're going to release, it would be the perfect thing to show it off. Um, they didn't announce anything. I didn't expect that. That was not a big surprise because they said in advance they were only going to show titles that are coming out mostly this year. And they kept to that. And that's I wonder, why. I wonder if they're not 
thinking, I mean, like a lot of rumors are pointing at it that their Switch revision is going to come out this year. But I wonder if they're not um, thinking about doing it next year because of the supply constraint that everybody's dealing with. I think and, it is, though. Yeah, and I think that they're like, you know, we can do it this year, but then it'll be the availability will be so crappy that people will probably hate on us more than that they'll be happy with us because we can't do anything about the supply issue. And if we just bring a lot of games out this year so people can enjoy their Switches and we bring out the new uh, Switch revision next year mm. and we have some amazing launch titles there, um, people will be a lot more happier and more inclined to buy it, I guess, than to just, um, you know, try to get one and then have scalpers, you know, buy up the whole lot and, you know, have a PS5, Xbox Series X repeat all over again. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's like the smart move to do. And I know that a lot of people are pushing for a switch revision, but I think it is the most sound business decision to make. Even yeah. because you have a lot of games coming out this year, so it's not like a boring year for a switch owner. Oh no, like I I think I said this to other people that this year is like like basically since the launch, with the exception of maybe 2018. The Switch has never had a weak year in terms of game releases. They've always been either pretty good, okay in terms of 2018, or like 2019 and uh, this year is just like it's packed. It's not just Nintendo stuff. The Nintendo stuff is great, but it's also third-party stuff. I'm sure there are people that are excited for... um, uh guardians of the galaxy so i'm not but i'm still i'm still holding my judgment on that until the game comes out um because anything can happen uh but it is pretty soon so who knows uh so yeah it i was excited i mean you can tell (laughs) um so yeah that was so i don't even count count anything that came out after nintendo's presentation because like was i said yeah that was the the namco bandai thing about oh yeah house of ashes yeah oh my so i don't count that the end of e3 was nintendo direct and the treehouse it ended on a high note like the winners basically of e3 were nintendo and microsoft simple as that microsoft brought it with all their um xbox game pass stuff and their exclusives. It's a shame that most of them are only coming out next year. Um, with a little bit of hope, it comes out early next year. Who knows? Um, but with Microsoft, the things that I was disappointed with were Starfield because we only saw like a cutscene, mm-hmm. which is cool, but it's not exciting. Um, and a new game from Arcane Studios that was just a CG trailer, which is, I'm holding my judgment on that one until I see gameplay as well. Um, they did show a bunch of stuff, but a bunch of stuff that they showed at Microsoft, just like with Nintendo, we already knew. Um, but they're also doing an event tomorrow, Microsoft, but they're going to go a little bit more into games they already announced, such as Avowed and Senua Saga and stuff like yeah. that. So- Maybe we'll get a bit more there, but uh, yeah. Yeah, but but that's their own event, so that's not part of E3. So I, I think yeah. that's I think that's actually part of Summer Game Fest. Mm-hmm. Um, so as far as E3 is concerned, that's a wrap. Yeah, 
I don't know why Sony hasn't done anything besides like maybe have some people announce stuff for them. Um, I think it does show that Sony can live without E3 because I mean, it's not like um, they're at a super disadvantage now. They'll probably do like one of their longer state of plays maybe in a, in a few weeks or in a month. I, know, I remember that they did that last year, like in July or something or in June or July, they did the PS5 reveal event. Mm-hmm. Um, so who knows, maybe they'll do that again or maybe they'll just do a bigger presence at Gamescom. Um, as I said, they do need to do something because now oh, yeah, definitely. basically Microsoft has stolen the show from underneath them. Um, I do have an interesting theory. I was thinking about this the other day and um, I read something that that kind of confirmed it is that a lot of people are talking about like hey Microsoft has been doing acquisitions Sony hasn't done anything at all why how what there are rumors that they're going to buy Bluepoint um, those and rumors then I have thought, been along for a while yeah and then I thought about hey but why should Sony just go outright and buy studios if someone and, and take a risk on it instead of not start these partnerships they're doing right now. And if these partnerships turn out to be going well and the games they release pan out to be well, then just swoop in and buy the developer. And then Herman Hulst did an interview uh, recently in which he said that, hey, um, we're, our acquisition strategy is an open one. We look at a lot of options, but one of the options is also that we, that we grow studios to a mature state and then maybe buy them. And then I thought like, well, then we have a couple of studios that Sony are doing exclusive partnerships with, which are prime candidates to be taken over if they deliver, such as Jade Raymond's Haven Studios, the the Deviation Guys, they're doing apparently an exclusive multiplayer game from a studio, I can't can't remember the name, I've never heard of them, but they're apparently doing like this multiplayer game. So I thought like, this is like the perfect testing ground if all these studios manage to deliver great games What's to say that what's stopping Sony from saying like, hey, we loved your games. Let's just buy you outright so you can become a part of this PlayStation family. Because the guys from Deviation, they go pretty in depth on why they chose to work with Sony. And it's all praise. And of course, sometimes in media interviews, I mean, it could be set up. But like the things that they're saying sounds to match a lot what we've been hearing from others. So like Sony is just is, is creating awareness like, hey, this is all the resources we have. If you want to use it, use it. If you don't want to use it, fine. Um, so like they're just being this really supportive partner instead of saying, we want you to make this type of game or this needs to be in your game. They're like this this bigger brother saying like, hey man, if you won't need help, I'm here. If you, if you want anything, call me or let me know. They're giving up support as well from like producers or infrastructure. So they're this really supportive partner in those things. And I think that that will be a lot more helpful for them in this generation because a lot more studios will probably try to work with them uh, but it's funny to think like hey yeah if, if haven and, and deviation manage to pull off and create some great games then they're prime candidates to be taken over um besides the more obvious things that are uh, uh po- possible such as i don't know a square buy or something like that true, true. yeah but that also does mean that are the rumors that Microsoft buying Koji Pro, do they hold water? Because Sony did the same thing for Koji Pro. Yeah, and the funny thing is, is there was this rumor that Kojima was going to announce an exclusive game at E3 with Microsoft, and there was nothing. I, I, I'm Absolutely happy it nothing. didn't happen. 
<laughs> but who knows? I mean, it could still happen. Um, you know, I mean, I don't. I I think there's something at least from Sony's side that they do the director's cut for Death Stranding mm. because if it was such a bad game, then they wouldn't do a director's cut. Then they would just tell Kojima like, you can do a PS5 patch, you know, just do that or something like that. But now I'm... they're doing like a whole director's cut, and I think that the PS5 improvements. I think there would be a lot of considerable improvements in there to make it worth the, the upgrade instead of, I mean, they could have done a patch and they don't. Yeah. I think the director, I mean, we've talked about this before in the previous episode. So my thought is this, um, the direct, or sorry, the direct, sorry. I still have the director in my mind. The director's cut yeah. is probably a bunch of ideas that he had that mm -hmm didn't make it into the original game yeah because it has to be that right because otherwise why would you call it the director's cut yep. and knowing kojima there was probably like i'm pretty sure that sony eventually gave him a hard time limit to bring out the game so they just wrapped up what needed to be wrapped up so that they'd have a complete story and whatever yeah. weird ideas that they had after the fact yeah, and maybe he could have done it as DLC. I don't know. Maybe he chose to do it this way. There is one more thing, and that has to do with the teaser. That has to do with the teaser that they showed, right, for the director's mm -hmm. cut, which was very, very, like, heavily into um, MGS. And I do you remember a while ago there were these rumors going around that um, Sony might be picking up uh, Konami IPs, including okay. Metro, uh, Metro, Metal sorry, Gear. Metal Gear. If this is a hint that that is happening and they're gonna, I don't know, gift it to Koji Pro or they're going to announce that not only did they buy the MGS IP, but they also bought Koji Pro and, Kon and Kojima's gonna work on a new Metro, uh, sorry, Metal Gear. dang it, Metal Gear game. Yep. Sorry, Metro Dread is all in my mind that's all i can yeah. think about um a new mgs game i think that would be the megaton of the decade yeah and the decade just started yep <laughs> i mean they're gonna do like a, an event soon kojima said during the summer games event yeah and that they're probably going to details more i mean there have been rumors and we've discussed it multiple times and there have been rumors that Bluepoint is developing an MGS1 remake. It is blessed by Kojima. It's Mark Cerny is heading up development. It's been in development for three years. Sony was going to announce it last year, but they hold off on it because they were like, why show all our cards since Microsoft is, is clearly not pushing our hand that much um, because they wanted to use it as a Halo Infinite counter if Halo Infinite came out last year. Um, and there, it's not only Metal Gear, it's also Silent Hill that apparently is being, uh, I think one of the first Silent Hills being remade or something like that. Because there was this Bluepoint tweet that came out a couple of years ago, even before Demon's Souls was announced, when they, I think they were working on Shadow of the Colossus, mm -hmm. in which they had this really cryptic tweet in which they said a lot of stuff relating to other games. Um, let me just look it up. On Twitter, because it was it referenced a lot of games, so it, it referenced uh, Castlevania, it referenced Metal Gear, it referenced. Um, so it, it says, "So calm this spooky night, a symphony of rumors, not one but two, return from shadow, 
a resistance to dart home as black monsters escape, twisted hills to wander lands and siphon souls, filter your candy collections soft from solid and be eco-friendly, have a metal Halloween. And then people of course went wild and were like, what the hell is this? And then people had said like, okay, so they could be talking about a few games. They could be talking about SOCOM, the PlayStation shooter, Symphony of the Night, Resistance, Legend of Dragoon, Silent Hill, Demon Souls. Well, that one kind of got confirmed. Uh, Siphon Filter, Metal Gear Solid, Ape Escape, Twisted Metal, Eco. So a lot of games, you know, that they were. Uh, How big is Bluepoint? They're not that big. I think that the, they've, they've mainly done remakes. But now there are rumors that they're working on an original IP as well, because um, that's apparently one of the terms that um, they wanted from Sony if they're going to do an acquisition. Mm -hmm. They said, we don't want to be that studio that only does remakes or remasters. We also want to swing at an original IP. Um, so that was apparently one of the terms uh, for the IP, uh, for the acquisition. But it hasn't been yeah. confirmed yet. So it's all speculation right now. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let me see. It's 90 plus. Oh, it's... my phone is suddenly just playing music. I have no idea why. <laughs> I thought I, thought I was hearing something. Going, yeah, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah, so they have 90 plus employees as of early 2020. Yeah. So it's not a big studio. If they're nope. hinting at a bunch of stuff, yeah, I got to say that's a lot of stuff that we want to put on your plate. That uh... <laughs> I think that the, the SOCOM thing, I don't believe it because there have been rumors that, that Guerrilla has a second team that's working on SOCOM. Cypher filter. I don't know if Sony wants to bring that game back because that game after the PSP, they never got a did a game around that. Yeah. So on the PSP, there were really great games. It was made by Bend, who did Days Gone, of course. It's their original IP. Um, but Bend also said we're working on a new original IP, so that kind of rules it out. I think the most obvious ones are Metal Gear Solid, Silent Hill, Symphony of the Night. You know, those three are the most obvious ones. And they're all, I think, all Cap Konami IP. So um, what's to say Konami? Yeah, I mean, Konami hasn't done anything. Well, to be fair, they could have also been referencing their history. Yeah. Because they did work on the Metal Gear Solid HD collection for 360. Yep. And they worked on Eco and Shadow of the Colossus for PlayStation 3 and, of course, PlayStation yep. 4. Um, so it is a possibility. Um, this tweet is, by the way, years old. Yeah. It was like from when was it? In uh, 2019, October on uh, Halloween. Okay. Yeah. So it's still, yeah. So, yeah, because Metal Gear Solid HD collection was 2011. Yeah. Um, they also are the ones that did the Nathan Trade collection that I just finished. Yep. Yeah. Good on them. Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine that like, they're really good at remaking stuff. I mean, I can't imagine that they're like, you know, we just want to give a swing at an, a, a new IP and our own IP instead of being the guys that only make remakes because, you know, we can do that. But, um, you know, we want to try some new stuff as well. Creativity, you know? Yeah, Panic Button said the same thing and they still haven't put out their own original game. I'm pretty sure they are working on their own original game, but they have a lot of contracts and that's what's bringing in the bacon right now for them. So mm -hmm. I don't know when we're going to see panic buttons original ip come out 
Um, I hope it's sometime soon in the future. I hope that Bluepoint's uh, original IP is sometime soon in the future. They make excellent games. At least mm. they make excellent remakes of games, so they have talent. Yeah. Um, and they took liberties with, you know, Demon Souls, you know, so... Yeah. I think it's one of the best launch titles on the PS5 besides uh, Miles Morales. Yeah, so yeah. that's cool. Um, but I think that's about it, unless there was anything that's else it. you wanted to bring up. That's all it. All right. I hope you guys enjoyed E3 then. I hope so as well. I mean, there's nobody to confirm that for us. It's yeah. just you and me. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean... Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure there are titles that people saw that they liked, they didn't like. Everybody has their own thing. And of course, we respect that. Um, and we would love to hear what you guys' thoughts are so you know where you can find us. Um, and if you don't, Sean Tumblr, you're going to take us out? I will uh, try to... Uh do it uh, um thank you for tuning in we've been uh, we have like two episodes this week um which is a bit off we don't usually do those um i don't know if we're gonna do an episode next week or we're gonna do one after that one so um i depending on what if there's enough news to talk about we probably will do one next week okay yeah. we'll have to see um so thank you for tuning in um it was really fun for us to do these e3 episodes it was really fun to have havoc over as a guest again um we uh, we have a few more guests lined up in the coming weeks and months so that's really fun to look forward to it, i personally always like those episodes the most um you can find us on your favorite podcasting platform uh, apple podcast spotify google play overcast you name it we're probably there um you can find us on twitter game underscore rivals underscore uh you can find maximilian on twitter at maximilian um I saw that you started streaming yesterday, so you can also find him on Twitch at Maximilian underscore X or yep, at Maximilian. Same. At Maximilian underscore X. Yeah, yeah. I'm also going to start soon. I just haven't picked the date. I just need to figure out the technology part, which I'll probably do. But um, oh, also thinking by the by, um, mutual friend of ours, uh, RB, uh, RB Gaming uh, uh, 95, um, he is streaming his PlayStation 4 games by using remote play. I saw that. I, I, uh, I, I did not know that that was a possibility. So yeah, that I opens up can, a whole uh, lot of things. Yeah, I think you can do stream it to your to your PC and then just use Streamlabs to cast your, to basically stream. I saw someone else do it as well. Um, he did it with PS5, but he would have these dropouts that the connection would just randomly drop out. Yeah, I think you yeah, need a good upload. Yeah, it is a really inexpensive way to stream uh, PS4 games. Actually, a really yeah. nice one instead of buying the whole capture card and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. because it ain't cheap. <laughs> yeah, or I mean, you can get a lot, but like a really good one is, uh, you know, you have to, you know, 100 plus pockets. euros. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, you can find him on Twitch. I saw him streaming Purple Space Program yesterday, one of your favorite games. And you were Love talking it. to Bill the Astronaut. <laughs> Bill Kerbin is a good man. He's a good astronaut. <laughs> He served his country well. Uh, <laughs> um, you can find us on uh, on Instagram uh, at Game Rivals. That's where I'm mostly at. Uh, you can find Maximilian at Maximilian underscore X. Um, you can email us Game Rivals feedback at gmail.com. And that's basically it. Um, on that note, I have been and always will be Sean Templer. And I have been and will always be Maximilian X. And we'll catch you on the next one. Later. <laughs>